Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter of the journey, which finds us in Joshua chapter 16. It was verse 10 that I pulled out today. It says, the tribe of Ephraim did not dislodge the Canaanites living in Gezer. To this day, the Canaanites live among the people of Ephraim, but are required to do forced labor. Today's podcast is entitled, Small Things, Big Consequences. Over the next couple of days, I am going to be working with a client and teaching them strategies for handling escalated callers, customers over the phone. It's the number one training and coaching request that our team gets. And there are no magic pills when it comes to handling an angry customer who's talking to you on the phone. But there certainly are strategies that work in many, if not most, situations. Using the right voice tone, choosing the right words to communicate both empathy and ownership are important. And they can turn a potentially explosive situation around. Now, beyond business, I have found this same principle to be true in everyday relationships. Early in our marriage, Wendy and I established a couple of small habits without ever talking about them or discussing them. We just kind of began doing it. And over time, I believe it has helped fill one another's love tank and keep our relationship strong. One of these tiny habits is the simple and repetitive expression of gratitude for the things one another does as part of the division of labor in our household. Every time Wendy spends the day doing laundry, which is about every week, I always thank her. Likewise, she always expresses her gratitude to me for taking care of the lawn and the landscaping. And you know what? A little gratitude goes a long way. Now, the other tiny habit is expressing a positive willingness when either of us asks the other for assistance or for help or for a favor. It's amazing how powerful the phrase, I'd be happy to do that for you, is when it is both said and exemplified. You know, I'd be happy to do that for you. It subtly says, you're not a burden, I love you, and I'm happy to assist with whatever you need from me. Small things, but I believe they've had a huge positive impact on our relationship. Now, in today's chapter, the tribe of Ephraim receives their allotment of the promised land. As with yesterday's chapter, the family patterns are telling. Ephraim and Manasseh were the sons of Joseph, who was his father Jacob's favorite son. (laughs) He was sold into slavery by his brothers back in the closing chapters of Genesis. Now, 600 years later, the tribes of Joseph and his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, are getting preferential treatment. I guess the favoritism continues. Now, so far, three tribes have received their promised land inheritance. And at the end of each property's legal description in the chapter, there is a report as to whether the tribe was able to conquer the remaining peoples located within their boundaries. Caleb drove the Anakites from Hebron, that was in chapter 14, and then at the end of yesterday's chapter, Judah was unable to dislodge the Jebusites from the fortress of Jerusalem, 
And then Ephraim was unable to dislodge all of the Canaanites living in their territory in today's chapter. Now, the tag regarding the Canaanites being subject to forced labor is actually legal wording from that day and age. The same basic text appears in other land documents, property descriptions from that region in the Bronze Age. So forced labor was a common form of taxation in those days. Instead of having to pay money, subjects of a local or regional ruler were required to work on public building projects. Now, while these lines about not dislodging the inhabitants of the land appear as kind of like legal footnotes of the chapter, they will actually have far-reaching consequences, and not all of them positive. The tribes will be influenced by the other peoples and cultures living among them. Throughout the rest of Israel's story, idolatry will plague the nation as the tribes adopt the worship of local deities alongside their worship of the Lord, breaking the first of the Ten Commandments given through Moses again and again. And this is going to have negative repercussions. When David becomes king of Israel, he will make Jerusalem the capital city. And this was in part because of the presence and local power of the Jebusites who still lived there and thrived there. After conquering Jerusalem, David makes it the seat of his power, which was essentially a political move to appease and align the Jebusites to his rule. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself pondering the reality that small things can have far-reaching consequences. The principle works both in the negative and the positive. A bad habit allowed to perpetuate can ultimately lead to tragic ends. Likewise, a small daily choice to express kindness and gratitude can result in a fruitful relationship. So today, I want to be mindful of the small words of gratitude, the little acts of kindness, simple generosities that I can express to anyone, everyone with whom I interact. Simple words, gratitude, affirmations, repeatedly expressed, can have a huge consequence, not only in my attitude, but in those in my circles of influence. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for being a part, listening to this podcast. I'm grateful, my friend. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.